Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Hello and welcome everybody to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. We have another amazing guest. This is actually somebody that uh, we had the opportunity to interview back in August of 2018. And uh, this is become, he has become one of my very, very good friends. Uh, he has been, you know, extremely crucial to a lot of the creation in uh, real estate that we've been able to do as far as building a rental portfolio. And because of his knowledge, his insight, his wisdom, and uh, just the type of person that he is, you know, I just feel super, super grateful to be able to know him uh, as a person and, and be able to call him as a friend. And so in this interview, we really want to just catch up, see where he's at. He's had some major developments in uh, the mortgage industry with some different changes and uh, decisions that he's made to change the course of where he's going to be really focusing most of his time. And so I want to jump right back into basically where we left off in the last episode and we'll just catch up with uh, Mr. Tim Roberts. How are you, sir? Hey, Dave. How are you? Doing great, man. So, Tim, what uh, what have you been up to, man? Since the last you know last time we chatted, you know, uh, just to recap, two thousand and eighteen. Uh, you know, I set my goals at uh, a particular volume. You know, I always like to um, say what that number is. It was twenty eight or twenty seven million three hundred and sixty seven thousand five hundred and twenty eight dollars. Um. You know, I believe in the, I mean, last time we talked, I believe in think and grow rich, right? You you have to be able to see the goal that you are, what, what you want to do, what you want to create. And so I'm very intentional when I set a volume goal um, and a unit goal. I'm very intentional on that. And um, 2018, you know, I was um, all excited the first of the year. Um, got out of the gate really strong, um, got into June and July, and the mortgage business is always good during that time. Um, got into October, November, and all of a sudden felt like I wasn't going to hit that goal. Um, and then I just turned and put my head down. Um, you know, and I set, when I set goals, I set monthly goals as well. So bite, you know, um, eat the elephant one, one bite at a time type of stuff. But I just looked at my goals and I said, you know, if I just, if I just put my head down and I, I work hard and I get 10 loans and I do $3.3 million um, in volume, I can hit this goal. And, you know, I was 40, $45,000 short, but I was only $45,000 short. So I'm really excited about 2018 where I finished up. 2019 is going to be a really, really strong year as well. I believe that the market is uh, ready for a big purchase run again. And so, and I also think that there's a lot of refinance business out there. People should be looking at, um, you know, there's a lot of value in homes. 
rates have trended down a little bit. So it's a really good time to do any kind of debt debt restructure, debt consolidation, remodel your house, do those kind of things. So just excited at the new year. So that's kind of where I am right now. Dude, I love it. I love, you know, talking about these big, just audacious goals and then, you know, getting so close to like, I remember talking throughout the year, you know, about that goal and where you were at and really just, you know, the push and the drive. And it's amazing to see what you can accomplish when you are intentional and you have that purpose driven behind, you know, what it is that you're doing. Like, it's amazing. It's a game changer for sure. Yeah. I, I believe a lot of people, um, they don't keep their, their, uh, their goals in front of them. You know, that's one of the things that I learned um, just actually recently. I read a, I read a, a book um, by Michael Hyatt, um, your best year ever. And it's basically five steps, but in that book, he just, he says a lot of people, you know, we make resolutions, but a lot of people don't, don't hit their resolutions. You know, a month in we've missed the goal and, you know, a resolutions like it's kind of like a, um, you make it or you don't. And once you don't, you're over. So goals are much more important. Um, when you set a goal and then you write it down, that's the first key, uh, that increases your ability to achieve a goal by 42%. And then secondly, keep them in front of you. So always be back referring to them on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a quarter you know, and, and that way you're always setting, uh, you're setting actions that will keep you on task, will keep you towards your goal. And so like when I got into November, you know, and I didn't think that I could make the goal for that, you know, day or two, um, I just sat down and I said, no, like, I'm not that far away from the goal. What are the things that I need to do right now to make the goal and implement them? And then there you go. Uh, you just, now you're, now you're doing things that are in your comfort zone and making it so that you can, you can, you can achieve what you're, what you envision. I love that, man. That really is such an important lesson to learn. All right. So you're coming into 2019. Uh, you've got some exciting news, some exciting changes that, uh, you know, you've been working on and developing over the last month or so. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, uh, I am going to start a, a branch for, uh, my, my employer, Bank of Utah, going to start a mortgage office. So I'll just have myself and a couple loan officers that'll report into me, but really I'm a producing manager, branch bank mortgage manager. So it just gives me the opportunity to do a few more things, um, gain a little bit more uh, knowledge being that I'll be managing a team of loan officers rather than just by myself, but more, more exciting. Um, one of the passions that I have is just teaching other loan officers how to, how to originate loans, you know, how to develop the relationships, how to make sure that, you know, you're, they're doing everything the right way. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of the time when you get into this business, it takes, it really does take some time to get your, 
get your volume up. But once you get it going, if you do it the right way, you you really won't you won't recess. You won't go backwards. You you know you'll you'll just continue to move move forward. Yeah, no, I love that. And I mean, that's a huge step, man. I going from you know where you were at in that position and you know working uh, with the team that you had prior to this that's a big change for you. You're really stepping out on your own and you're getting into a whole different sphere, you know, of uh, not only influence and that teaching capability, but also from a producing standpoint and from a business standpoint, I mean, you really are starting your own business essentially inside, you know, this, this bank of Utah umbrella. Um, What has that been like from a, you know, preparation standpoint? I know that you're, you know, you signed some different agreements and you had some things in place, uh, in preparation and waiting for, you know, this change to fully take effect. But what are some of the things that, uh, you know, you've been working through, you know, in that transition period? So right now I'm just going to be setting up, you know, my um, goals for, you know, how many loan officers do I want to keep and kind of writing that plan Um, of setting up my, getting my processors put together, um, getting, getting my loan officer assistant set up. Uh, it's really not going to happen until second quarter. So right now we're kind of in a little bit of a, a downline. So I'm really just being intentional and working on my, working on my, my business um, from a production standpoint. And I really don't ever want to lose sight of that. The production side is the, the side that's a lot of fun. And you're, it's the side that gives you the ability to um, meet people, you know, like you and I, when we, when we first met, you know, that uh, build that connection and build that friendship. And I really do um, try to build that with all of my clients. You know, I want, I want to be friends with them. I want them to, I want them to understand that I'm going to hold them accountable for the things that we talk about. We set up strategies so that they're doing things the right way and not the wrong way. Um, Just so that, you know, that you want to come back again and again and again for that advice um, and how I can help you achieve your, your goals. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I love it, man. That's, you know, I think about, you know, as you talk about the, that customer's um, journey, right, and being able to work with them again and again and again. And I think about, you know, the book, uh, I believe it's Dale Carnegie, talking about customers for life, right? And right. that whole philosophy and message, right? I think about, you know, you and I and the friendship that we've developed. And it's like, you are going to be the go-to guy just because of that friendship and the service and the experience that you created, And that's something that I think a lot of people lose sight of when they're getting a business started. They might just be worrying about, you know, you know, making the first dollar and working hard on driving profits. And obviously, you know, you have those goals in the back of your mind, but at the same time, your focus, I believe, has always been really developing strong relationships with your clients and your customers. And, you know, that's been your primary uh, objective in, uh, in your work. And that's been able to produce you you know, I really believe a lot of the results, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been able to produce you a lot of the results that you've had throughout your career. Yeah. It's kept me in the business, in the mortgage business through all of the the downturn and everything in 07, 08, 09. So, you know, where other loan officers 
got out of the business, um, I was able to stay in the business and do something that I love. I love that, man. So what would you say have been some of the greatest learning experiences you've had leading up to this point where, cause you and I've had this conversation a little bit, but you know, talking about making this transition, that really is a big deal. Uh, what would you say have been some of the learning experiences or even hurdles that you've had to overcome in uh, the years leading up to this, this big change? I think the biggest thing is the devil's in the details. So what I, what I say, why I say that is, you know, when I first got in the, in the business, um, I was in maybe one, one year, two years. And my dad, my dad at the time was saying, uh, you need to, you need a database. You need to get a database. And I'm like, Oh dad, you know, I let me do this. I got this. And I was a new loan officer, uh, kind of new to the, new to the mortgage business, but not new to credit and things like that. And so he just, you know, get a database. Well, I didn't do it. You know, I, I had a database, but it wasn't in any one, one spot where you could access it and view it constantly. And, uh, you know, so I struggled the first couple of years and, um, I was I was growing, but I was growing at a, you know, a slower pace. And finally, you know, having several conversations with my dad ended up getting a database and and that's really where I started. And I started, started with the database and then you start, you start realizing the, the intent of that database is to really keep those connections, but it was a lot easier than to start um, identifying your, your, the relationships that meant a lot or that were important to moving your business. And it was okay to delete somebody from your database, you know? Um, So it just was, it was that. And then it was continuing to grow um, through several years, but, you know, sometimes that downturn comes and, you know, you need to be prepared for that downturn. You really need to be in a ready position because, it's not always good being self-employed. You're not always going to um, make ends meet. You need to be able to, you need to be able to um, work through that from time to time. So um, that's kind of what I, what I've learned. And then just, you know, I, I know I've talked about it a lot, but I just feel like inspect what you expect. If you don't have goals and you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there or you won't, you won't, you won't hit the goals that you want. So for example, in, um, 2015 and 16, I had a really, really good, I had a really, really good couple years. And then in 2017, I set a goal. I didn't inspect it. I didn't believe it and I didn't hit it. I was like 60% of my volume. Whereas this year, when I set my goal, I believed it. I inspected it. Um, I, I wrote down the number 10 times a day. I had it on my mirror. I had it everywhere that I could visually see it. It was there. And I was thinking about it constantly and, I never had a doubt that I was going to not make the goal. And therefore, you know, I, I was able to, 
come very, very close to um, making it. And even I'm okay with missing it by, you know, uh, 1%. So. Yeah. You, uh, I'd say that you, you know, you did something pretty amazing and you accomplished a, a huge goal and you're right. I mean, it's, that's that ability of progress and growth as we, constantly aware of you know the things that we're trying to achieve in life like that is what pushes us to that progress because we actually are aware of it we're you know focused we're intentional and i love that you use that word intentional but we actually have a reason why we're doing something and that pushes us and keeps us accountable for the outcomes that we're looking to uh to achieve mm-hmm. yep so let's jump back into um you know, a little bit more of the, the loan process right now. You mentioned that you feel that uh, things are starting to settle down now and it looks like it could be, you know, a good buying time. What would you, what type of recommendations would you give to people that are looking to either buy, you know, their first home or even an investment property? What are some of the things they should be aware of at this point? Well, I think it's still a little bit of a seller's market. So you really need to be as a, as a buyer, you need to be in a ready position. So you need to be sitting down with your, your advisor, your advocate, um, your loan officer, getting into the details of what you want to do, what you want to achieve. Um, even if that is being a first time home buyer, you know, I'm, uh, or being somebody that just new, new to credit and you need to learn a little bit then you ought to visit with the loan officer and let them teach you there's, there's right ways to do things and there's wrong ways to do things. I just was working on a, on a loan with somebody and um, she happened to move money from one account to another account, um, which makes the documentation very, very difficult and throws a wrench in the deal, you know, in the loan. So it has to go back through underwriting, makes it, a lot more difficult and then when clients hear that you know then they 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 get frustrated or they worry that they're not going to get the deal or they get frustrated that you know the banks being or the lender underwriters being hard on the deal when in fact if they had just maybe had that conversation up front the loan officer could tell them you know do it this way or this way um, don't move money around. And we try to have those conversations, but sometimes people don't listen or sometimes um, in the in the moment, you know, they take from one account well, and it just, it causes the deal to wobble a little bit. So. No, that that's really good advice. I remember, you know, going through the process we did on the last, uh, you know, the last couple of deals we did and, you know, it was the same thing. It was just like, Hey, well, let's be, uh, let's be aware. Let's be smart about this so that we can walk things through, um, the right way. So we don't script the underwriting process. And, you know, I think, you know, it just goes back to what you said earlier about the, the details, right? I mean, that's really the key to, uh, really creating success in, in anything that you're trying to do is paying attention to those small, minute details that, you know, at certain times may seem like they're, you know, totally unnecessary or unrelevant, but in the, in the grand scheme of things or in the big picture, they define what the outcome will actually look like. Yep. Yep. For sure. No, that's awesome, man. Um, so I know we're getting a little bit short on time here, but, uh, I do have 
a couple final questions for you. And the, the first one is, this is a question that I really love, you know, asking to people because it, you know, drives deep to, uh, you know, really, I guess what's your legacy and what the long-term vision looks like for you. And take a second to think about this before you respond. But the question is, you know, if you were given one day to live, so if you were, you, tomorrow was the, the last day you had on earth, what advice or what words of wisdom would you leave behind as your legacy? So whether that's your family, friends, team, what would that look like? Um, hmm. I think the biggest thing that I would, um, if I was talking to my kids or my just those people that are very close to me, I'd be just talking again about um, relationships, you know, as a human being, we're not going to get anywhere, um, anywhere easily without the help of others, without people, without, um, creating maybe your, your, uh, your tribe or your specialists or your go-to people that can help you, um, move through wherever you want to go. So, you know, I would, I would just believe that, um, like my dad, get a database, you know, and I think he was really trying to teach me relationships are key and that really, if you don't have relationships, if you don't have, you know, that that's a form of capital relationship capital. Um, if you don't have those, it just makes it so much harder to get where you want to go. Um, not saying that you can't get there, but it's a lot easier if you have if you have connections. You have the ability to to um, you need to you need to get from point A to point B. There might be somebody that's either done point A to point B. There might be somebody that um, knows how to get to point B, and so you should really have those those connections and those relationships that give you the opportunity to, to do what you need to do or what you want to do. So, yeah, no, that's a great answer. That really is. And, you know, I love that you mentioned relationships because it really is. I mean, you think about it and you think the life really is about the people that you're able to influence and create value for and be able to connect with on this different level. And, you know, as we go through life and we continue to, really help other people get what they want. We are able to achieve what we want in return. And it's just that value for value exchange concept. And I love, you know, that you brought that up. And I really do believe that that's such an important thing. And, you know, going back to your dad's words of wisdom with, uh, you know, the the database, like if you don't have a way to track and keep, you know, all of those relationships managed, it can be very, very difficult to keep up with people. And, you know, you go down the road and it's been years, months, whatever it is, and you haven't been able to connect with those people where with that database you have, you know, I love that you, I mean, you keep up with people on their birthdays, you reach out just periodically to see how they're doing. And, uh, you know, it shows in the success you've had in business and being able to retain clients and, you know, continue to push deals because the results are in those small details and you've, you know, your proof of concept is, is real and you've, you've shown it, right? Yeah. I yeah, love that. Well, I appreciate it. No, absolutely, man. So, you know, in closing here, um, 
Well, first of all, if someone wants to get in touch with you, uh, whether to, you know, talk about uh, getting a loan or just questions uh, or just would like to meet you, what's the best way to do that? Um, I like, I like the phone the most, but um, phone numbers 801-560-8876. My email is troberts, T-R-O-B-E-R-T-S at bankofutah.com. You know, I'm on Facebook and um, Instagram. So I just love to connect with you any way that I possibly can. Awesome. So in wrapping up here, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners from, you know, any standpoint, whether it be from, you know, going through a difficult time and just re-engaging in the business or whether it be from, you know, a, a personal standpoint or from a business standpoint, what, you know, final words would you, would you like to share with the listeners? I just think the biggest thing that people need to remember about anything, this can be personal, this can be business, this can be really just anything you can you can you can attach it to yourself any way that you want but i i do think when you get into those difficult times you need to you need you need a good mental attitude and you need to have the ability to understand that there's good times and bad times and in the good times don't get too high in the bad times don't get too low you just do do what you know you're supposed to do what you should do and you will have success so i love that man that's true words of wisdom that can go very very deep no matter where you're at and what situation because anytime you're rolling through the business or sales or just life in general there's going to be ups and downs and peaks and valleys and the more consistent you can stay throughout all of those the better chance at really living a fulfilled life you're going to have because you're not you know getting you're celebrating the small wins you're learning from the losses and the and the difficulties and you're you know celebrating the 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 positive winning moments as well and uh yeah i think that's really important what you just said right there you know it's okay to fail really learn that's an experience that just gives you the ability to to not make that same mistake or, or be more intentional on the next time. So I think that is huge right there. It's, it really is game changing, right? Because you, uh, you know, if you get too attached to the outcome, it really can shut you down or it can pump you up to the point where you lose sight of what really is most important. And so, you know, the more, in tune with that aspect of life and the awareness that you create around that, it, it, it'll change your life. I mean, that one concept will, will absolutely change your life. I've seen it in my life. I know you've seen it. And uh, no, that's a great, great way to end up this episode. Tim, thank you so much for the time that you've been willing to share with us today. Um, I really appreciate you as a friend and who you are because, you know, your influence and, and your friendship does mean the absolute world to me and uh, super grateful for that. Appreciate that. Thank you. You bet, man. And with that, we will wrap up this episode of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. As always, everybody, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Make sure to comment uh, or reach out to us, Dave at selfreliantwealth.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, Love to be able to gain insight, questions, you know, anything that you're gaining from this or, you know, things you just have really seen as valuable. Please share with us and let us know 
how we can continue to improve and make this fit better to you and your life as you're going through this uh, time in your life with entrepreneurship and the journey of change and creating side hustle income. And uh, make sure to infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Share it with somebody that uh, you may feel will benefit from this. This is a great way to you know, learn and grow and develop yourself in the entrepreneur world, build those business skills, learning from people just like you. And as always, thank you so much and make it a fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wealth Alliance podcast. I just wanted to take one more minute to thank our sponsors. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle. Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.